Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to the new Faith and Family radio show. I've had a one-year sabbatical from Catholic Radio. I did a 14-year stretch on Catholic Radio, took a year off, and we are back with a brand new updated show format. After doing a little background research for particularly uh, today's Parents on the Go, we decided that a 30-minute format, kind of uh, short and to the point, is what parents today need. And this show will focus on families with children in the home. Now, during my sabbatical, I've added two additional grandchildren to my family. So I'm a grandpa, but the prime focus of this show will be for parents with children in the home, just like the parents of my grandchildren. A very important job. This will be a weekly show, and of the four shows in a month, we'll have approximately two teaching shows per month, one show where I interview a special guest, and then the fourth show will be a question and answer show where we take your questions and answer them on the air. Now, in this new format, we'll be able to take your questions 24-7 from anywhere at any time. You can email us a question at askthehost at gmail.com. And then if you go to familylifecenter.net, that's where you can find us on the internet, familylifecenter.net. Right there on the homepage, we have information how you can call 24-7 from anywhere in the world and give us your question. Make it brief, right to the point, and we'll try to categorize those questions by topics and then answer them on the air. I want to launch our new Faith and Family Radio with a new teaching series that I'm doing, and this is going to be entitled Transformative Parenting. Basically, this is parenting of the heart, of a child's heart, where they're transformed from the inside out. And so when we talk about transformative parenting, we're talking about the spiritual formation of your child's heart in an age of apostasy. I could do a whole show today on just the changes in our culture that are highly disturbing. Just in the year sabbatical I have, I've had away from Catholic Radio, and yet um, the seriousness of what parents of children and youth face today is just sky high. It, it couldn't be much higher. But we're going to go to the very root of what we need to do to form children to stand up to, resist, and in fact evangelize our contemporary culture. Now, what I'm going to be recommending isn't going to be real easy to grasp. I, I'm not recommending a minor tweak in parish religious formation or the addition of a few insightful practical parenting tips that will make child rearing go just a little bit smoother. Now, that's not what I'm doing at all. What I will be advocating in light of our utterly serious cultural situation is a mega transformation of the home and spiritual formation of children. 
I'm going to be advocating a profound change in the way, or at least many of the ways, we make disciples of children. Now, I've been a Catholic for 23 years, and at least I don't consider that much time to even begin penetrating the depth of Catholic doctrine and history. To me, it does seem presumptuous to propose a sea change in the way the Catholic Church is doing religious formation. Yet, I don't want to go to my grave fearing presumption while millions of Catholic children and youth face the risk of losing eternal life without at least offering a solution to the cultural apostasy, the religious apostasy going on in our midst. Now, millions of good, sincere, conservative, practicing, Orthodox Catholic parents were confident during the childhood years that whatever they were doing for the formation of their children, their spiritual formation of their children, that it would produce the desired fruit of a Catholic life. And things for so many of these millions seemed to be going along just exceedingly well during childhood and then only to be shocked and heartbroken by the near total teenage apathy to the faith. No interest, no enthusiasm, no motivation for the things of God. Or even worse, one of these children who, while they were children, everything seemed to be going well, and then they go off to college and end up leaving the practice of the faith, plunging into an immoral lifestyle that basically leads to the loss of eternal life. So parents need to ask themselves the question, along with their parishes, what is going to prevent this faith washout? And even more important, how do parents and parishes make on-fire disciples of Jesus Christ. What needs to change? Now, here it is. It's twofold. We need to step away from a primary focus on what I'm terming, first, religious information, and second, outward conformity. We need to step away from a primary focus on religious information and outward conformity as catechetical and parental strategies. Both of these, and I realize I have to define these, but both of these will prove ineffective in an age of apostasy if used as primary parental and parish strategies. Next week, I'm going to be breaking out and explaining the failure of the outward conformity strategy as a primary strategy and why it so often fails. But this week, I'd like to focus on why conveying religious information as it is commonly done and as a primary strategy for spiritual formation will so often come up short. Think about it. 
if you took all the parish schools just in the United States, we're talking about multi-million dollar budgets. So an enormous effort is being placed here. In addition, I would assume that millions are being spent for CCD programs. And in case you're one of our Protestant friends listening to Catholic Radio, CCD is the Catholic equivalent of Protestant Sunday School. So millions are being spent for Christian education of Catholic youth. In addition, a lot of parishes, a lot of Catholic schools, a lot of parents are doing catechism memory and scripture memorization. Now, hold on. He's not telling us to do away with the Bible and the catechism and our parish schools and our CCD. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And I need to add to the list, though, the heroic efforts of Catholic homeschooling. But what I'm saying is what I'm calling the religious information strategy. I'm still going to break this out for you. But as a strategy, as applied to parish schools, CCD programs, catechism programs, and even Catholic homeschooling, all of these educational strategies, while very good, lack something profound. And something in each of them, as is commonly practiced, needs changing. And please hear me, because you can change this if you get it. And it's going to you're going to have to stick with me here as we go through this series, because we're going to look at the practical implications of making such changes and implementing. It's not going to be easy, because this is the way it seems to be done, and we need to come all the way outside of it. But here, here it is. The religious information strategy is the idea that I have religious information in my book in my catechism, in my head, and my goal is to convey that information to a child's mind. Now, don't get me wrong, and I think those of you who heard me for 14 years previously on Catholic Radio, I'm not some mystical, non-doctrinal category type of guy who just likes to wander in the spiritual fog. No, I'm not saying that at all. But there is something really really essential when you're trying to form a disciple of Jesus Christ, and that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the spiritual formation of our children, is that the religious information strategy is essentially wrong because it is directed at the wrong target. The wrong target. You ask a Catholic school teacher, or a CCD teacher, or a homeschool mom. What are they doing? Well, they're trying to get certain things into a child's head. Now, don't get me wrong. We need to put good things in a child's head. But if your primary strategy for keeping a child Catholic in our culture is simply getting religious information into a child's head, I dare say, in fact, I prophesy that you will have an extremely high probability of religious washout in the latter teens or 20s. Because the head is the wrong target. 
Listen to Pope Benedict XVI from his book, Jesus of Nazareth, page 92. The organ for seeing God is the heart. The intellect alone is not enough. If you want to get what I'm saying this broadcast, that quote from Benedict XVI, two short sentences, says it all. The organ for seeing God is the heart. The intellect alone is not enough. Certainly, we nourish the intellect, and the Catholic faith has great regard for the human intellect, but that's not the focus. The focus of catechesis, the focus of spiritual formation, the focus of parental strategies, the focus of Catholic homeschooling, the focus of a Catholic parish has to be the heart. If it simply goes into the head as abstract religious information, it will be lifeless. And as soon as the child gets away from parish influence and parental influences, whether it be a driver's license or an out-of-town college visit, they'll leave because it hasn't hit the heart of that child. And so this is the essence of transformative parenting. It's seeing God, understanding God, and knowing God, not just with some facts in the mind, but grasping it in the heart. You've been listening to Faith and Family. I'm your host, Steve Wood, in our new show, and we're going to go to a short break. And by the way, in our new formats, we do have short breaks. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you some more about transformative parenting of your child's heart. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Family Life Center International's mission is to strengthen family life in the modern world by focusing on three main areas, faith, family life, and fatherhood. We invite you to visit the Family Life Center's online home at familylifecenter.net. There you'll find articles and resources on faith and family topics, whether it's strengthening your Catholic marriage, building the Catholic family, tackling the terrible twos, passing on the faith, or parenting teens, you'll find the practical help that you need on our website. And when you visit FamilyLifeCenter.net, be sure to click on our free resources link right there on our homepage to sign up for any of our free services such as Steve Wood's monthly newsletter for Catholic fathers, information on how you can become a member of the Family Life Center's Family Life Team, and so much more. Visit us online today at FamilyLifeCenter.net, the Family Life Center International, because the future of the world and of the church passes through the family. Welcome back to Faith and Family. I'm your host, Steve Wood, and this is the new Faith and Family. We have a whole new series I'm introducing in this broadcast entitled Transformative Parenting, and we're really talking about the spiritual formation of your child's heart. And before the break, I had that quote from Pope Benedict XVI in his book, Jesus of Nazareth. The organ for seeing God is the heart the intellect alone is not enough. Let me give you another one, not from the book Jesus of Nazareth, but from the God-man Jesus of Nazareth. 
in Luke chapter 24. It was on the walk on the Emmaus Road. After Jesus had been risen from the dead, uh, the disciples walking with him, their heads were full of religious information. Their minds were full of Old Testament scriptural facts. In other words, their formation was information. And yet, they were staring the Messiah in the face, talking to him, walking with him, and they completely missed him. They didn't get it. And Jesus put his finger on the problem. He said in Luke 24 and verse 25, O foolish men, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken. And then in a moment of grace, and grace is the key to parenting, you might think it's all up to you, and actually you might just get yourself just messing everything up because there's a big part for God in this. Jesus opened their hearts. And as a result, a few verses later in Luke 24 and verse 32, they declare, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? See, these were two wonderful men whose heads were filled with religious facts, with scriptural information. But the heart was closed and needing a moment of grace where that same religious information from the mind now is found a root deep within the heart. It says, didn't our hearts burn within us? You want to keep your kids from washing out when they go off to college? You want to keep your teens from religious apathy? It's heartburn. (laughs) In other words, religious formation has to go beyond the mind. Now, I'm getting to the point in life where I just sense I don't have a whole lot of time to mess around. I have a shorter uh, radio format, and every day I get closer to the end of my life, and I don't want to leave you with just some happy words and go your way. So every now and then, I'm going to step on your toes, and it's not to tear down by any means. It's to make you as incredibly successful as you can possibly be as a Catholic parent. But sometimes we need to kind of do a little digging and plowing of the soil to prepare for good seeds. And this is, this is a kind of a step-on-the-toes uh, verse from the prophet Isaiah. And this is the prophet Isaiah recording the very words of the Lord God himself. It's Isaiah 29, 13. And the Lord said, Because this people draw near me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me, and their fear of me is a commandment of men learned by rote. That's God saying what I kind of said in another terminology of religious information to the mind only. Their knowledge of God, their their knowledge of the commandments is something simply learned by rote. They're quick to confess, 
It's stuck in the mind, but the heart is untouched. And as a result, the people had departed from God. The nation of Israel, God's people, were committing apostasy. They were falling away. And the way to bring them back is not, and don't get me wrong, uh, (laughs) I shouldn't say this, but it's not the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. It's Jesus will bring the children back. It's Jesus that will bring the culture back to its moorings. It's not some man-made deal. And it has to go to the heart. And this is where I'm going to step on some toes. Way too much of Catholic catechesis is characterized by Isaiah 29, 13, drawing near to God with the mouth, being content with that, confessing God with the lips, while their hearts are from far from me, and the knowledge of God is simply a commandment of men learned by rote. You see, you've got to get beyond just going for the head. It's the heart which has to be reached. And the heart is the organ of understanding, of knowledge, of spiritual insight. (laughs) It's amazing that catechists aren't realizing that. Simply, if I get the information across, I've done my job. No, I'm sorry, you haven't. Because you could be just in the Isaiah 29, 13 situation. You could be in the Luke 24 situation on the Emmaus Road men walking next to the resurrected Jesus Christ, and they didn't see it because it was simply information in their heads. Their hearts were opened. The scriptures came alive. It burned in their hearts, and I guarantee you they never went back. They never apostatized. They never denied Jesus because if you have one of those heart-burning experiences, if that's your catechesis, and it might be a lot less of some things and a little bit more of some essential things, and we're going to be talking about that as we go through this series, the life changes. Let me tell you, take you to probably one of the more important verses of the entire Old Testament, because if you understand these verses, you understand the entire New Testament. You see, in Jeremiah chapter 31, God says, Behold, the days are coming when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Jacob. In other words, in Jeremiah 31, God is saying there's going to be a new covenant. And what we have in the entire New Testament and what we're living in now in the Catholic Church is the fulfillment of that. And then in just a couple of verses, God gets to the very essence of what that new covenant would be. In other words, if you crack open the New Testament to Matthew and conclude it with Revelation, if you open the Catechism of the Catholic Church with section one and go through all four sections, what's it all about? And you can nail it in two verses from Jeremiah 31, and it's this, God speaking. Behold, This is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it upon their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And when God says, I will be their God, and they shall be my people, this is covenant language. And in the Bible, a covenant is a deep and profound 
personal relationship with the God who created the universe. And he says, it's no longer going to be an external covenant to them. I'm going to write it on their hearts. And as a result, there's going to be this deep connection between myself, a living connection, not some abstract thing in the mind that doesn't impact the life. No, something deep and profound that lasts through every kind of peer pressure and college immorality temptation a young person will face. And then God concludes, Jeremiah 31 and verse 34, And no longer shall each man teach his neighbor and his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. You see, there's a religious knowledge that goes way beyond learning Greek and Hebrew in a seminary setting or studying five years of philosophy, and all of those things are good, but it goes beyond just simply piling information into the head. It's actually asking God to bring you into that deep knowledge and awareness of the covenant he has for you and for your children. So abstract information, abstract religious information, simply targeted at the head is lifeless and will fizzle out in the teens and 20s when a young person is confronted by today's anti-Christian cultural tsunami. But let's talk about what happens in transformative parenting. That truth conveyed in the power of the Holy Spirit to the heart of a child will ignite a flame that will endure through thick and thin, testing and temptation, teens and 20s, unto eternity. So I'm going to ask you parents to join me in upcoming episodes of Faith and Family Radio as we explore the critical components of transformative parenting, as we explore the spiritual formation of your child's heart. We're living in an age of apostasy, and certain things just poked in the mind and stuck there in an abstract fashion, or simply outward conformity to certain norms are not going to be enough. There has to be this strong heart united to God in covenant, and we're going to be sharing ways exactly how that transformative parenting can be done. Until next time, this is Steve Wood with Faith and Family Radio. You can find us on the web at familylifecenter.net. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at FamilyLifeCenter.net. To order a CD copy of today's broadcast, order online at www.FamilyLifeCenter.net.